I would like to play a little tune I just composed not so long ago. Miss Billy, Miss Billy, Miss Billy Holiday. The music called jazz. Stop. Give me a beat. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce. Mm. Yeah. Baby monster. Scratching and give me a beat. Every third Monday of the month on Radio Laura. Good evening, Zurich. DJ Baby Monster here. And like every third Monday of the month, I am bringing you the music of my choice. It's Give Me a Beat, of course, Radio Laura, 97.5 megahertz, or you can listen to us via web www.laura.ch and then just as you land you will see uh, the Laura web radio where you can click on and listen to me right now. So September and October are very busy months here uh, in Zurich not just for me but for the whole town because Zurich Film Festival is happening uh, usually at the end of the September and beginning of October and this year Zurich Film Festival happened again with so many movies I actually feel there were so much more movies this year for me on the other hand were definitely more movies I've seen 32 movies this year. I think I've never seen that many movies. And I actually managed to interview three female directors. And in tonight's show, I will be talking to you about the festival and about these movies and play for you the uh, interviews that I did with these directors. Um, I will also play the music of their choice. And then at the end, if there is some time, um, I will be playing some music of my choice. Uh, since part of the Zurich Film Festival this year was also uh, Tina, a documentary uh, about Tina Turner, I decided that for the end of the my show, I will play few selected songs uh, from Tina Turner. As I already mentioned, uh, there were so many movies on the festival. But what is really important for me is that give me a beat with my review of the festival. I'm actually exploring the female factor. And what I can say that there was really an amazing amount of the movies of the female directors. Of course, there were also many gala premieres, uh, gala happenings. Uh, there was also the... Um, premiere of the new James Bond movie, uh, but my uh, focus were really watching the movies, and you know, I, I think I really fulfilled my own task by seeing uh, 32 movies. Um, as usual, every year, I actually, or last few years, uh, since I've been reviewing the Zurich Film Festival, uh, I actually post all of my reviews on a Give Me a Beat uh, page, and I mark them either with the highlights or without the highlights. Uh, highlights are obviously my favorite movie, and the movies without the tag highlights are just the movies that I've seen but not necessarily liked. Now this year, I'm not going to be able to actually review all 32 movies. Um, so 
I tried uh, actually even now after the festival. The festival finished on 3rd of October. So even now, two weeks after the festival, uh, I wrote some of the reviews, but mostly for the highlights. Um, I think I will do this uh, still uh, for at least a week or so, because there are a few movies that I would really like actually to share my review with, a few of my highlights. Uh, but I'm coming slowly to the end, and obviously I will definitely not going to be able to write a review for the older movies. But let's go back to the focus of tonight's show. In tonight's show, I'm going to be focused on three movies and therefore three directors. And I will be sharing uh, the interviews with them and, as I mentioned, some selected music. So to start with, uh, I'm going to go with the movie Ninja Baby uh, by a Norwegian director Ingvild Sveflike. I will share the interview that I did uh, with Ingvild. Uh, and before that, I will just tell you a little bit about the movie. Uh, of course, there is a review on uh, on a Facebook, on my social media, um, that... I will mention when announcing t uh, tonight's show because, of course, we are still in pandemic time, and at the moment, I'm doing my all of my radio shows from home. So this one that you are just listening, I'm actually doing in my um, bedroom, and this is still at home. Give me a bit edition, so you will hear that recording on a third Monday of the month as usual. But I have to obviously record it a little bit earlier so that I can uh, send it to uh, our program team. So uh, Ninja Baby is actually a really cool movie. Um, the movie is about Raquel, a 23-year-old graphic designer with many different ideas about her future. She's conflicted which way she wants to go and in midst of all of that and, you know, enjoying her life as a fun young woman, um, she finds out that she's pregnant. And since she's already in a seventh month of pregnancy, abortion is out of the question. And basically the rest of her pregnancy before the baby's due date, she has to figure it out that she wants to keep it or put it up for the adoption. And at that moment, in order to bring the baby into the story, uh, there is this animation that represent the fetus. It's kind of an ugly fetus with a black mask that like kind of looks like a ninja. Reason being because he really sneaked uh, into uh, Raquel's belly and life uh, like a ninja. She didn't even notice. And so as soon as this baby becomes an animation, the conversation between Raquel and the baby starts. And what I really like is that conversation is a genuine and raw and inappropriate at times, basically like the conversation you will have with yourself in your mind, that it's not necessarily politically correct, but it's very important to happen. Not only the baby is brought in the storyline in this way, uh, but through this, uh, there is actually where we see many of the different very serious topics being covered, even if they're covered in a, in a funny way. Topics like expectations from the society, from the gender, our own, the doubts, all the conflicted feelings, as well as, you know, unwanted pregnancy and the responsibility. And really packing this actually in the fun story and doing it in this animated way uh, doesn't make these topics less serious, but it makes them in some way, at least this is how I see it, more easier to digest. And 
I thought that because of that, even the different age people would be able to see this movie and understand what it is all about. Uh, I'm going to give Ingvild the chance to tell us a bit more about the movie through the interview. Uh, I really like actually uh, that that directors give us their own view. Um, I'm going to start with the interview um, and give you an opportunity to make your own conclusions based on it. But most importantly, I will advise you to actually check this movie once it's back on in the cinema or if you can find it on any streaming platform, because I do really see that movie is funny and serious at the same time and really speaking about some very, very important topics, um, probably... The most important of all is the freedom of choice when choosing or not choosing parenthood. With this, I'm going to let you uh, go into an interview. I'm going to play part of the interview and mix it up with the music from the movie because luckily, uh, director Ingvild also selected some awesome Norwegian female artist that I've never heard before, uh, but I noticed already when I was watching the movie. So we're going to play the songs from the movie combined with an interview. And from time to time, I'll just come back to remind you that you are still listening to Give Me A Beat. So let's start. Hello, my name is Ingvild Sveflikke. I'm a Norwegian director and my second feature, Ninja Baby, is going to be in cinemas here in Switzerland soon. You're listening to Give Me a Beat. So I'm really glad that I caught you for an interview. I watched the movie this morning mm-hmm. on, on the press screening and I, I really liked it uh, because I thought in one way it was quirky and funny and really very fresh considering the topic in a way but then i thought it was also um really interesting because you actually touched the very serious topics from unwanted pregnancy and really um also that role of woman and who really takes the responsibility and how there is just naturally bigger responsibility on women and then there was also this level of guilt that women have regardless of their decision. And I thought like all of that was packed really well in actually fun story. Even oh. even when it got like, you know, kind of a bit heavier, there was always this element of, uh, of comedy, which I thought was really bri- brilliant. Um, and I think also because of that also, I think it's digestible for a younger generation. Uh, so, so tell me a little bit about uh, how did you come up um, to the idea to actually do the movie, this topic and so on? Um, the idea was very, very loose and simple in the very beginning. I was sitting in the uh, sound mixing on my first feature, Women in Oversized mm-hmm. Men's Shirts. And that was a multiplot film Uh, of three women in three different stages in life. And one of them were pregnant, but I didn't really have time for the pregnancy and the feelings. And I had been pregnant twice myself, very wanted pregnancies. Um, And all those conflicting feelings. And and, uh, I was not a young mother. I was above 30. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, you have those doubts and and you have all the, the, the... uh, you know, you have certain things that you f- should feel 
when you're pregnant and also you feel it from the outside that the whole world see you in a different way when you're pregnant mm-hmm. and they react to you in a different way and and all those feelings that you don't feel that you're going to be a good enough mom and all of those feelings i i was thinking is it possible to make a movie about a pregnancy and about these conflicting feelings. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered Inga Satra's uh, wonderful graphic novel, The Art of Falling, which came out four years earlier. Yes. And it it's about a younger woman. It's about a woman, a girl actually in high school. And, but I wanted to work more. I had done a lot of animation in, in previous projects, but I wanted to, to learn more about animation. I wanted to integrate the animation mm-hmm. in a more, uh, like, a, that it was a, like a part of the story. Cinematic nar- way, almost. Yeah, yeah, cinematic, but also a narrative way. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so uh, I really wanted to work with Inga. I, I knew her, but I had never worked with her. I, she has been very much a part of this project, and I don't think this film would be this film without mm-hmm. her, you know. Uh, she also did all the animation. I it's just a, wanted to ask. Yeah, it's a one-woman show, the whole thing, because it's a low-budget film. We didn't have money for an animation team or anything like that, so we really had to prepare. So from the very beginning, we worked with the animation and the the story, how to change the story, change her age, change, mm-hmm. you know, try to find that the male characters are not in the book. So mm-hmm. we had to invent new characters and all of that. And from the very beginning, I wanted to to make a fun movie about this. I, I always tend to be in that space of comedy and drama. I, I enjoy being in that space mm-hmm. because I feel that's very much how life is. That yes. it's, it's a way... For me, comedy and humor is a way of coping with life. You know, when it goes really bad, you have to find some way to laugh, to get Absolutely. on with your life. So, so It's almost the survival mode of the humans when yes. they get in trouble. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I wanted to, that to be very much a part of the, the movie. And, and I tried to find the how fast can you shift from like a laugh out loud moment and to a very emotional scene and, and mm-hmm. how it works together. Um, we, we worked a lot on that also in the editing with the editor, uh, how much, you know, you, you kind of have to feel how far can you go in the comedy without destroying the emotions in, in the film. So we worked on that. So it's it's uh, kind of loosely based on this graphic novel, but uh, and we got also a lot of help because in, while we were working on this, I did I worked on two seasons of um, a TV series called Home Ground, mm-hmm. and I met this wonderful writer, screenwriter Yuan Fasting, and I asked him if he could just help us and look at it because we've been kind of you know you you work on something and you kind of go in circles. Mm-hmm. So he came in and broke the circle and introduced Ninja Baby because Ninja Baby is not in the book. So that was, you know, he came also with a lot of fun, so many wonderful things and kind of 
uh, build the whole structure uh, tighter and, mm. and everything. So when I, I read it, I just laughed because then I saw, okay, this is the movie I want to make. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I my my vision was in the very beginning when I just wanted to make about the pregnancy, you know. But yes. he, he kind of helped us very much to land the whole script and everything. The storyline is just brilliant. Also, I thought, you know, sometimes in these kind of stories, the male characters 
don't get much dimension. But in this case, actually, you even build the, the love story in parallel. And obviously, you know, the guys, the assholes that we all come across in our life that are so charming that yeah. you cannot escape. But I also like the, the lead role. Christine did an amazing job. Yes, yes. Especially um, because... Many of the things are happy with the, with the graphics. <laughs> so I thought that was brilliant. So how did she fit or how did you find her for this story? Did, did you do regular casting and then she fit the best? Or did you really want her to do this? No, I didn't know about her. I, I, we really, from the very beginning, uh, Inga and I had this, this female character was so clear in our heads. Mm -hmm. And we knew this is how... She is, you know, this was the character that we felt was needed in cinemas, mm -hmm. you know. We felt we wanted to make this unpolished version of, of a young woman, yes. not the, the one who blow dries her hair yeah, every yeah. day. So, so uh, and, and free-spirited yes. and free-minded and speaking her mind, even though it's not correct, politically yes. correct. Absolutely. So, but I do have this, I, I work with a, a great um, casting director uh, and she really understood what we were looking for. And, but I had maybe hundred mm -hmm. uh, young women, women in for this role. But Christina really has a present that was just, I just saw a casting tape and I thought, yeah, this is, we ha I have to meet her. Mm -hmm. And then um, I also, in the casting process, because it's not very many big, um, it's two ma male characters and two female characters that are mostly, that are, are mostly in the film. And I, I spend a lot of time trying to, 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 in the casting, to see them together. Mm -hmm. And she really, yeah, she she always she 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 was so good with the other actors that I also wanted to work with, mm -hmm. and and she was, and after you know you also had to find this actress that could handle both the emotion emotional scenes and also the comedy of it, and uh, she really understood the character, and I think that's very important first and foremost when you're yes to understand where she's at and her life and Christine is also a graphic designer you know she's oh, like okay, okay, she's drawing okay. a lot and she understood the whole the whole her whole world was very much something that she could relate to I won't look at you the same again some of my joy and then my pain the need to fuck and take all my clothes off To hide and my soul soft We shiver, we left, you held me down Then you vanished in front of my eyes This was all in paradise I'm such a loser can't keep anything I do whatever for my lover But he slips through my tight ends Oh, I see it's clear we're over You only get one chance They won't fall at all 
Alone again with demons and pain riding Guess that's why you left my island It's too rough out here, the island's riding So I grabbed your whatever's breathing head over water You'll drown first This is cursed You only get one chance
what I also liked about the movies and music, yeah. I noticed there were lots of uh, also female um, yeah. performers, especially in a certain scenes. So was that also deliberately? Like, how did you choose yeah. the music for the movie? It was very deliberate. It, I tend to work with my husband as a composer because we have done that before and it mm -hmm. kind of, it's hard, of course, but it, it works and he's really good. And he's also a music producer and he's a composer and works with film. So he did the score and I also wanted, um, you know, already like songs from, from uh, strong female artists. We have a lot of wonderful female artists in Norway. I only looked at Norwegian artists mm -hmm. <laughs> and I also wanted this film to have that uh, sound of the, the music scene in, in Norway. I, I used to be work with music in, as a music journalist a long time ago, so okay. it's really something that was so important to me. And uh, I had this whole list of, of great female um, music, musicians and composers who made, this, made wonderful songs. So it's all female artists from Norway. So yeah. are there going to be a soundtrack then? I don't know. I don't know. If, I think it uh, would be quite successful. Should, yes, yes, of course. It, we, actually, we should do that. I should put in some more of it so the world can listen to all this great Norwegian singer.
my name is Ingvild Sveflicke. I'm a Norwegian director and my second feature, Ninja Baby, is going to be in cinemas here in Switzerland soon. You're listening to Give Me a Beat. It's still not so common to have many female filmmakers. Um, and if they are, uh, it's not so common to have them super successful. It, it feels that, you know, the world still needs a little yeah. bit improvement there. Yeah. So, so how did you actually uh, got into making uh, movies? I mean, you're, you've been doing mm. this for a while. Um, mm. And I know you did only two feature movies but you yeah. you have a long uh, long experience yeah. so so how did you got into it well i i was studying anthropology but i started working in the national broadcasting first in radio and then i was asked to do a tv to work in tv for youth mm -hmm. and I, it was in the 90s so it was in a time where the national broadcasting was you know we had no limits of what we're doing. It was all experimenting. So that was really my film school. You know, okay. they were like, we haven't tried this before, but let's do it. You know, mm -hmm. it was all playing with the media and mm -hmm. everything. And, and I was in the broadcasting for almost 20 years. And um, I saw, I did both documentaries and fiction and, pro, you know, a lot of different. I had a really wonderful job there and um, learned so much. And I saw that my, my male fellow colleagues ended up, they went into film, you know, and they one by one went into film. And I, I felt at one point, and I call it my 40-year-old crisis, <laughs> but it was like I was so, I was just tired of not finding female characters in cinema mm -hmm. that I could relate to and that was like me and my friends and how we live. So I thought, okay, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to make this movie about female characters that we can relate to. So that was actually like just kind of an anger and uh, uh, that you felt that it was something missing out there. Mm -hmm. And I was also kind of seeing that all my male friends, uh, directors were picked up by production companies and we as females, we were just sitting there and we were not picked up. They, mm -hmm. No one can't called me. So I thought, okay, I need to just like do it myself. And then I knew I have this fantastic production company and they very warmly welcomed the idea and everything. And I, I, I knew them, you know, Norway is not a big, mm -hmm. big uh, country. So uh, I've been working with them ever since, you know, they, they, come in and it's it's all about getting a support and an understanding for your project I think mm -hmm. and also opening up that it's many ways to make a film it's not only one way to do it and I also think it's so important uh, with the, the diversity in the film but also to make it uh, possible to you know for women especially, and we, but now in Norway we get more and more um, males that ha also have responsibility at home. But you need to have a, pr a way of production that is possible to do with family. Mm -hmm. You know, you cannot not. Yes. Uh, you don't have so you don't have to choose. I mean, you can't. And and we also wanted to bring this discussion into to Ninja Baby in a way. You know that 
that you feel like your your world is stopping because you're having a child. But yes. really, it's just about the expectations of society. I mean, you can't be a perfect mother and a perfect director. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. So you need to kind of lower the expectation on both sides. But it works. It, yes. it, it, you don't need to be perfect. It, it will work, but you need also to have like people around you that can see that it's possible. And, and support and, network. And support and also respect that if something happens or, I mean, you do, to, they have, at work, they have to respect that you have responsibility at home, but also the other way, you know, Absolutely. they at home need to understand that you have res responsibility at work. And it's always a struggle. But I think if we work hard and, and just kind of, in some ways, I kind of want to take it for granted because I'm sick of having to advocate it all the time. I yes. want to just say, well, this is the world and we're humans as well. And we need stories yes, from absolutely. females. So this is how it is.
when people leave the cinema after seeing Ninja Baby, what is the message you want them to have or experience from the movie? I really don't want to say one message because it's not a messagey film, but it's, I want people to think about their lives, to think about how they meet people who have taken the choice of not having children. Because I, you know, I do have children, but I have friends who don't have children and they all feel like they have to justify that choice so much. But if we want to have a diverse society, it should be open also for, for any choice. male and female who chooses not to have kids or chooses to adopt a kid or, you know, it's it just That's like so we really need to to not uh, label people so much, you know?
Hello, my name is Ingvild Sveflicke. I'm a Norwegian director and my second feature, Ninja Baby, is going to be in cinemas here in Switzerland soon. You're listening to Give Me a Beat. Yes, you are still listening to Give Me a Beat. My name is Atija Baby Monster and this is Radio Laura. And just in case, if you missed tonight's show, to remind you how never to miss any of the Gimme a Beat, the best thing is to go to my Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash stop.gimmeabeat and like it. Once you like it, you will actually get informed about any of the Gimme a Beats uh, just before it's happening. And I will also inform you once I upload the podcast of every of the show. Considering today's show, my review of the Zurich Film Festival of 2021, where I'm exploring the female factor of the festival, if you actually like my page and if you follow a certain tags, a typical one, uh, Zurich Film Festival, Z. FF uh, 2021 highlight and also give me a beat. You will actually find all the highlights from the festival. Mind you, I didn't have time to actually write all of them, but I'm still going to write a few more. And in general, you will find all of my reviews uh, of this year. And if you uh, replace this 2021 with 2020, you will find the ones from a previous year. Either way, for tonight's show, I will also share the information when podcast is ready. And if you missed me tonight, you will be able to hear the show any other time. Or if you want to listen to me again, you can just download the podcast or whatever application you're using to listen to your podcast and you can listen to me any time you want. Going back to the uh, Give Me a Beat, you just heard the whole story about the Ninja Baby. Uh, that was the interview with the uh, Norwegian director Ingvild Sveplike. I also played the music, the female artists that were featured in the movie, and I'm really hoping that, that uh, she will also release the soundtrack sometime soon. The movie is coming uh, to Swiss cinema early next year, as you could hear from the um, jingle, uh, but I can imagine that it's coming uh, to the cinemas all over the world sometime soon, so keep your eyes open, or if not in the cinema, maybe if it arrives to any of your favorite um, streaming platform, you know that this is a really cool movie, so please check it out. And also, you know, follow Ingvild Sviflike. This is her second um, feature film. And I'm really looking forward uh, to see what she is getting into next. So with this, we're moving to the second movie of tonight, my, uh, my next focus. The movie is Nora Reef or a Nora's Dream. So I'm not sure if I'm saying correctly in French, so bear with me, but Nora's Dream is actually English translation. I had a chance to sit together uh, with the director, Hinde Bujema, and uh, we really talked about uh, this movie, but also about future um, plans and movies that she's preparing. It was a really fun interview, 
bear in mind that we were sitting next to the fountain. If you live in Zurich, you know, at the Stadel of the Platz, there is this beautiful fountain um, that I actually absolutely adore. So, but you can hear it during the interview, the water in the background. I don't think it affects the interview that much, but just for you, if you're wondering what is that little white noise uh, that is happening. Uh, the movie Nora's Dream or Nora Rev uh, was released in 2019. So this is not a brand new movie like in a case of uh, Ninja Baby. So I'm not really sure uh, if you are able to see it in the cinema, but I can imagine that on some streaming platform you should be able to still see it. Um, the story is about the Nora and Nora's dream of the future. And Nora is in love with Lassad while her husband Jamal is in jail. And basically she filled the divorce and she's trying to get away uh, from the marriage um, and continue her life uh, with Lassad. Uh, but then it, something happens and Jamal is released uh, from the jail and he's not ready to divorce his wife and allow somebody else to take his place. And this is where the story gets the dramatic term and we see actually uh, Nora's being in a very unpleasant and even a dangerous situation uh, since uh, in Tunisia, in case of adultery, she and uh, Lassad can end up in jail. What I really like about this movie is that it covers the topic of adultery from a more objective point of view. There is no bad or good people in this movie. Uh, nobody is really perfect. Everybody are flawed humans. And this movie really reminds us that regardless of that, every single person in the world has a right to love and to be loved. Um, I also like seeing Nora's actually developing through the movie and how her personality flourishes once she is in love and her power as well. So basically, I could see that the power of love uh, that she feels for her lover, Lassad, is making making her free and making her really determined to follow her heart and what her heart desires. The actress, Hen Sabri, is absolutely amazing in this role. This is an iconic actress uh, who is currently based in Egypt. And she's gorgeous and she's just, you know, most of the movie she's with a minimum makeup, but she's just so beautiful. And on the other hand, she really manages to capture the Nora's uh, determination and strength, but also vulnerability of, of the woman, of the married woman and the woman in love. I sat down with a Hindi and we talked a little more about the movie. Uh, but as I mentioned before, we also talked about uh, other things like her future plans, because obviously this movie was in 2019. And I assumed that actually Hinde in the meantime uh, have some plans for some new projects. We also talked about how she became a female director that she is today, which is a very uh, interesting. Um, for me, it's always good to understand the the past and what brought the creative people to the moment when I meet them. And I will play uh, the Tunisian music uh, that Hinde actually chose 
asked me to play when I was uh, obviously I don't have so much knowledge about the Tunisian music but when I asked she mentioned the artist Badia Bukhrizi uh, and I'm going to play her single that it was just released Requiem for Justice and then later on uh, I looked a little bit into her material and I really liked the Haya live session that session is a bit long to play it in one go so I actually separated it into two parts so I will continue with the interview with a Hinde, um, and then um, I will mix it up with the music from Badia. Uh, you will get the playlist later on, but in the meantime, let's start with the interview and with the music. Hinde Bujema, director of Newer Dreams, and you are listening to Give Me a Beat. There's still not enough of, of the known female filmmakers. And your story of choosing to go that way is a bit different. So maybe you can give us a story of uh, how did you decide to become a filmmaker? So I studied marketing uh, in university. I mean, and uh, um, at the end of my study, I decided that it was not for me. Uh, I don't see myself uh, behind a desk every day. It was difficult for me to, 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 to imagine my life in this way. So I decided to, 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 learn, uh, to learn something new, but uh, not four years of study. It was too long. So I decided to do three years with special effects in cinema. Okay. Okay, so I've done that. I went to a school and I earned uh, special effects, makeup, everything. And after that, I, I worked on uh, theater, I worked on movies, and I worked in the fashion a little bit. And I became a makeup artist in cinema. And the first movie I've done, uh, I was on the set, uh, just behind the director. And I thought to myself, okay, but you want to do that. It was, I mean, uh, now maybe 15 years ago mm -hmm. or more. And, and uh, but um, so I, I, I was I get married first. I had two children. Mm -hmm. So you had your personal life first. Yeah, my personal sorted. life, and uh, it was difficult to 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 to, to make new studies. I mean, so uh, I've learned doing movies. As artist makeup, mm -hmm. so I've done a lot of new, new movies, and uh, later uh, I decided to uh, to learn script, mm -hmm. the script. I mean, script doctoring, and uh, yes. and I've done one year like that, studying and being curious uh, about. Uh, dramaturgy, about Stro storytelling, uh, story uh, everything, and uh, and because because uh, I was in the cinema, it was easy to me to to find producer and and uh, and professional that helped me to to go to workshops with fabulous person and script editors. Script mm -hmm. uh, and I've done that. It was really, it was, a, uh, you know, an objective. I mean, <laughs> yes, nothing else. <laughs> Um, and uh, when I was 20, uh, 39, I've done my first movie and I began my career at uh, 39. 
so talking now about the movie that that I just saw, which I thought it's really it's quite powerful. Um, also, one of the things that hit me through this story is that this woman was for so long in this marriage and accepting everything. And suddenly, by falling in love, she managed to also free herself from everything that the marriage brought, you know, the good and the bad, because the kids are really awesome, I think. Yeah. And, and I thought, so how did you actually come up to this story? Why did you want to tell this story? Um, actually, uh, before this movie, so my first movie was uh, a long documentary. Mm -hmm. And um, this documentary was the story of the woman. Um, I passed one year, one, yes, one, almost two years with the woman. Uh, during the Tunisian Revolution, mm -hmm. who was which was in 2011, for, exactly, yeah. who um, was looking for a home. Knowing her uh, was a real uh, opportunity to me to discover this part of the society who was hired by the dictatorship. I mean, uh, yes. Uh, so after this movie, after this um, documentary, I stayed friends with her and she uh, presents me to uh, other women but it's important to, to tell that it's in a particular part of the society it's delinquents mm -hmm. which is not a normal uh, normal society yeah yeah uh, so I learned a lot I learned about those women and they are for me very warrior I mean yeah <laughs> Warrior because they had to raise her children, to work, to, uh, to survive in uh, difficult conditions. I yes. mean, and uh, I felt the it was important to me to talk about that. And um, I've had I've done a documentary, so I decided to put it in a fiction. So you were inspired by the real stories, yes. but you decided to create the fiction. Yes. And what do you want when people leave the cinema after seeing your movie? What do you want that they leave with? Look, my movie is talking about something with the adultery. I'm not telling to, to the people to the people to have affair. No, this is not my, the, 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 my aim. But. Um, I think it's important to tell that the the woman is judged when uh, she loves some she loves someone else that and then a husband I mean yeah. there is a big judgment on the woman who doesn't really exist on the man it's, it's fairness to the man to have an affair is something normal I mean uh, yes. in, a, in every people, society in every society which is not the case with the woman it's like yes. a, in French, uh, we can tell diabolisé. <laughs> it's like, uh, yes. I mean, it's something like that. Uh, Almost devilized. Devilized, exactly. And uh, sexualized, too. The woman yes. is sexualized in the gaze uh, of the man if she, if, she, if she has an affair with someone else, which is not the, the, the case with the, the man. And especially, there I think, are... in those societies, it's then brought to the extreme levels. Maybe, but I'm not really sure because I think that uh, any conservative society has the same reaction uh, in front of that. You can find that in USA. I mean, uh, uh, 12 states 
in USA condemn the adultery. I mean, they yes. condemn ab abortion. Ab abortion. So what is happening right now? I think it's a question of machismo more than a question of religion. Mm. Sure that the religion doesn't help. <laughs> it's sure. I mean, uh, in, uh, in Tunisia or all over the world. Yeah, I mean. But I think there is a big part of uh, macho reaction. Macho and patriarchy. Really. And patriarchy, exactly. And they put everything in the name of the religion. But I'm not uh, really agree with that. Even if you, uh, if you go to atheist people, for example, you can find a big macho who has exactly yeah. the same uh, gaze on the, on the yeah. woman. I, mean, it's, it's I think you are right. I think it's an overall problem. But I think, I mean, for me, I choose even the ending of the movie, which I'm not going to say now because if somebody's listening, I want them to see. But I somehow choose to believe in love, and I think you are showing us a love story. That it's, yes, it even is. If, if it, maybe it's forbidden um, or, or it's not accepted, but still a love story yes, is a love story. Yes, but it is, but it is complicated, you know, for everybody is complicated. It's complicated inside the marriage, yes. to cut a marriage just because you, you don't love anymore your husband or, or your wife. Just that, I mean, you have the right to, to not love anymore your, your husband, I mean, it, it happens. And uh, you have the right to love, and I'm, I'm convinced that the human is able to love a lot, lot of uh, time in our in life. Salam. Ana Badia Abu Harizi on sound, music, compositions, and some of the poetry. And Bashir Tayashi on image. This is a trip we embarked on upon the invitation to the HIA live sessions. We just kept in mind that the sound had to be recorded live, and so we did. Oh, yeah.
so your movie uh, has been now out since few years. So are you working on something new? Yes, absolutely. I'm working on uh, on two movies in reality. Always about the woman. I think that I I, I, um, uh, I don't. Um, I didn't finish to speak about woman because I feel that I'm maybe because I am a woman because uh, and maybe because now uh, I'm more mature. I became, I told you, uh, I begin my career uh, late. So maybe this maturity per, uh, uh, can give me uh, the right words, the right image, the right movie uh, on what we are. So my next movie is uh, talking about sibling between a sister and a brother and the relationship and the jealousy okay. between them too. And so even is your new movie going to be again set in Tunisia or are you going to bring it somewhere else? The, and that's why I told you I have two movies because one of them will be in uh, completely Belgian one and the other one will be exactly like Noura Rev. Mm -hmm. okay. So I think that uh, I have big change to direct uh, movies in different languages. I, mean, I, I uh, think it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. More choices. Yes. And what is the second movie about? Um, the second movie is about... Um, so, the, the, it's about love uh, and it's about uh, a woman who will uh, tell to uh, a man, she met a man in uh, one night and she goes to bed with him and she and they they talk they talk a lot and uh, sh she confessed him all her life but her life with the men how she loved at five years at, when she was teenager mm -hmm. all the, and it's like a, uh, she will tell us all her life but all the stories of love of her life different way she loved and how she changed about love and her reflection about love. What is love? Okay. Is that a bit autobiography also? Do no, you have some stories from your maybe, life there? No, maybe, maybe this one is more inspired, but not only by me, but really by my friends, by women. I, I talk a lot with women and with the... It's difficult to love today. It's not it's something easy, I mean, and uh, a lot of questions, a lot of... Uh, it's, it's it's not easy because we became um, really independent. We as women we're smart and independent, and uh, sometimes uh, men doesn't like that. They are maybe afraid a little bit because they can can control us like uh, like in a regular patriarchy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And yeah. I think this this is something that changed the relation between women and, uh, and men and I think that we have to, 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 to have a reflection on that I mean and, uh, thinking to think about that yeah so that's really good so you're coming up with two movies very soon yes I, I hope <laughs> I hope no I like the your festival it's a Zurich film festival is really amazing really really different people good movies yes you're lucky I mean we it's are. time to, to to come back to the cinema. Thank you.
cause reactions. Have you ever wondered why are we here? Have you ever considered it might be love? Reflect on your life. Reflect on your time. Reflect on your actions. Expect Pachamama's reactions. Have you Reflect on your life, reflect on your time, reflect on your actions, expect Pachamama's reactions. Have you ever wondered why?
Hinde Bujema, director of New Air Dreams, and you are listening to Give Me a Beat. Yes, you are still listening to Give Me a Beat. You heard the interview uh, with the director of the uh, Nora Reeve, uh, Hinde Bujema. This was really a fun interview. And on top of it, I played to you the music from, for me, previously unknown artist, Badia Bukrusi. I really hope you enjoyed that. I thought she, she's really a wonderful artist. And I was like um, discovering the artist through my re- radio show, especially through the festivals or recommendation of some people. Now we are getting on a third movie. So the last movie in the focus of tonight's show. Remember tonight I am... Uh, reviewing the Zurich Film Festival, where I explored a female factor of the festival. So I've seen 32 movies. Focus was a female director or a female filmmaker and female life. And I've managed to interview uh, three female filmmakers. So in tonight's show, I'm actually focused on their uh, movie. 
considering the Zurich Film Festival, it was again amazingly organized by the team. What I really appreciated that this year I felt really safe uh, with the COVID measurements again, similar like to last year. Only this year we have a certificates in the place, and every uh, for every person that was coming to the cinema, um, you would have to show the certificate. On top of this, I really have to say an overall organization was amazing. I mean, as usual, people actually working on a press desk uh, in the center were really, really great. Everybody were responsive. I was also very fortunate that this year I managed to attend a two master session. I was never able to do that previous years. And this was really uh, thanks to Hannah, uh, who I need to again shout out, um, send a big thank you. Um, the one was the session conversation with Sharon Stone, which was an amazing session. And you can find my review on my Facebook page uh, as well as on my Instagram. And the other one was with a Paul Schrader. Again, a great session, super funny, both very charismatic and impressive people, funny and very frank. And this is actually what makes uh, Zurich uh, Film Festival Master Session successful, if you ask me. So... All in all, a great organization, great responsiveness. We felt safe and there were amazing amount of the movies uh, with, I, I have to say, um, enough female directors and enough movies about the female life for me to cover. So thank you very much, Zurich Film Festival. With this, uh, as I said, we're coming uh, to the third movie. The third focus for tonight is actually the movie Aloners uh, and director Hong Seng Won. This is a young director and this is her debut uh, feature movie, which was quite surprising because the movie is really well done. Um, main character Gong Seng Yun is uh, in, a, in a main character of Gina and uh, she's really great. She's really amazing. Um, the story is about Gina, who is in her 20s and she's one of the top workers in a call center of the credit card company. Um, she is that the whole place is gloomy as you can imagine from a call center but she gina is actually happy to be alone um and just she's always alone when traveling to to and back from work when eating her lunch and while at home and the only people that she communicates with are her customers um, as the movie develops uh, and certain things start happening around her uh, for example uh, the when her neighbor passes away, uh, somehow her world, loner world, starts crumbling down. What I really like about this movie is that uh, the, the minimalistic style of filmmaking, uh, which really, if you think about the loner's world and uh, loneliness, it kind of makes sense also uh, the character was wearing like a basic color everything was gloomy uh, to start with intensifying the whole story and even if the story is about Gina um, there's so much um, universal about this story that it makes it also very much transferable to any other pe person and basically I think through that uh, the director Hong managed to capture really the sickness of today's world, uh, urban solitude. 
Uh, I had a chance to sit with her for a very short interview, but still it's quite interesting. And during that interview, she also mentioned the Korean artist uh, that she likes, Sun Vo Yunka, whom I'm going to play as well while playing the interview. So without further ado, let's hear the interview uh, and the music. Hello, I'm Hong Songen, the director of the film Aloneness. You are listening to Give Me a Bit. So I really like the movie. Thank you. Uh, I've, I didn't have a chance to see many Korean movies. Mm. Uh, so that was also one of the reasons why I've chosen to, to check it out, because I was really curious. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if you can tell the reason why you wanted to tell this particular story. Mm. Uh, the, the, the problem about loneliness and living all by myself as a, as a uh, living a decent life, even living alone, was a tricky problem that I was going through mm-hmm. uh, in my 20s, mm-hmm. mostly, because I, was, I have always been a fragile person, so mm-hmm. I got easily hurt by other people. So in order not to get hurt, I preferred to uh, spend many time alone, but I couldn't handle loneliness. So once I was at home, I was watching a documentary on the TV and he was dealing with uh, uh, people who who died alone and uh, got found uh, many days or months later mm-hmm. it was what was mostly happening in Japan but it is starting now in Korea mm-hmm. uh, and it was um, al- almost uh, the older per- for the older pers- people uh, mm-hmm. like in their 60s, 70s but now it happens uh, even among young people mm-hmm. so whenever I read the newspaper there are many articles about the young people to- in their 20s or 30s uh, found dead for, uh, for a long day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the neighbor in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I was watching that documentary, I started to cry and I didn't know why. I, I really didn't know why because I thought that I was living my, living my life very well all by myself. I don't need a deep relationship. It's okay. But when I watched the documentary, I realized that I have a great fear of dying alone yeah mm. living alone is could be fine maybe but dying alone is could be another big problem mm-hmm. so what do you want for people to take when they see your movie and leave the cinema i think i i want them to think that uh, saying goodbye is very important that we don't we shouldn't leave people uh, brutally without mm. saying goodbye hurting them so, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to say through, through the film, I guess. Domangaja Odidun Kaya Halkun Mangata Don Kumbangiro Dulkokata Kenchana Uri Kaja. Shinerio no ko 
대신 가볍게 짐을 챙기자 실컷 웃고 다시 돌아오자 거기서는 우리 아무 생각 말자 
female filmmakers are not common yet. I mean, it's it's still a bit of a novelty, unfortunately. Um, and I was wondering, how was this for you? I mean, how did you actually decide to be a, a filmmaker? Because this is your debut mm. movie. I know you did few more short ones and so on. So, so how did you make a decision to become a filmmaker? Uh, my career as a filmmaker is not long. Um, I majored business management <laughs> in <Okay>. university, <laughs> and I worked for um, a public company that had nothing to do with filmmaking or anything. But uh, since I was very young, I I was telling people, oh, one day I'm gonna be a filmmaker. One day when I get older, and I was working at the, at the company. I was like 25 years old, 24 years old, and. I started to wonder when it's gonna be that someday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was, I was maybe I was sick of saying that. Yeah, one day, someday, I'm gonna be that. So I, uh, I wasn't sure if the desire or the dream is was real, because people uh, say that they desire something just to look good. Mm -hmm. They don't desire it for real, but yeah, because it make them look cool exactly so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i was thinking maybe it's happening this the same thing is happening with me so i had to check i had to verify if it is true but yeah i the only uh way to check is to, to do try it. yeah to do it so and and so uh, you now did this movie. Are you already having something new on your mind? Something that what you want to do? Are you already working on some screenplay or something? Um, uh, when I go back to Korea, I think I'm going to start preparing for a short film mm -hmm. because uh, I think it's going to it's it's the same all over the world. The, the the channels like Netflix and Disney Plus. It's in Korea, it's very prospering, mm -hmm. and they are budgeting uh, many projects in Korea. Okay. Yeah, so uh, as, a, as part of them, uh, many filmmaking companies, uh, the producers and the TV, TV drama makers, mm -hmm. they are very interested in those kind of projects because the budget is very, very big. Yes, yeah, so. it's available so they can experiment and give chances to young yeah, film so. directors like you. Yeah. So um, what is it going to be about? Uh, what kind of a topics you have in mind? Uh, it's it's going to be based on a bestseller novel in Korea. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a science fiction novel. Okay. Mm, so a very short, uh, short, short... And what is it about? Uh, I how to explain in English. Um, it's based on uh, an idea that something extraterrestrial mm -hmm. came to Earth and they are affecting the babies to have the morality or, mm -hmm. yeah, was, was good in us. Because mm -hmm. they've, been in, they've been on Earth for a very, very long time because their planet vanished, mm -hmm. exploded. So yeah, they they there are some team they are studying uh how to uh how to change change the baby's crying sound to actual words. 
they they are studying okay. it, but they they succeeded, and it was like, oh, I'm so lonely here. Yeah, and I wanted I want to be connected with other people. I want to connect this in to this world,、mm-hmm. and it doesn't make sense because all we can expect from the little babies is like, I'm 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 angry. I'm I feel. I'm feeling cold. Yes. So it's a big mystery. They at first they th- they think, yeah, we did something wrong. We yeah, there's something wrong about our studies. But yeah, as the story goes, is yeah. Oh, very interesting. Okay, so、mm-hmm. so the babies actually before they become、uh, people、mm-hmm. seem to have more serious thoughts、yeah. than than actually than we think,、mm-hmm. and that's all hidden in a cry. Actually,、oh. it's what the the extraterrestrial. Beings think in、yes. the yeah head of the baby, yes,、uh, and they affect the babies to, be, to grow up as moral people. That's going to be、mm. great.、Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to see that. Oh. 
Hello, I'm Hong Songen, the director of the film Aloneness. You are listening to Give Me a Beat. Yes, you are still listening to Give Me a Beat. My name is a DJ Baby Monster, and this is, of course, Radio Laura. In tonight's show, I am reviewing the Zurich Film Festival 2021. Uh, and as I like to say, actually, I'm exploring the female factor of the festival. We came to the end. In tonight's show, I was focused uh, on uh, three movies and three female filmmakers. I played an interview, uh, the music of their selection or the music that was played in the movie. Uh, And now at the end, even though we don't have so much time, uh, my show is probably going to last a little bit longer. I've decided to uh, play uh, the selection of songs from Tina Turner. Uh, one of the documentaries that I've seen during the festival and one of my highlights is a documentary, Tina, that was released also this year. This is a great documentary. If you're a fan or if you're not a fan of Tina Turner, you should still see this documentary. But if you're a fan, for example, like me, and if you know that, if you think that you know everything about Tina, this movie will still show you some additional stories and additional twists. And it's really just amazing to just sit in the cinema and listen uh, the story from about Tina from other people uh, as well as from her and watch all these uh, recordings, live recordings, and some footages from the archive uh, that are actually incorporated in this movie. So with this, uh, I've decided to use this opportunity, especially uh, because Tina is a Swiss citizen since 2013, I believe, and she lives just near Zurich in Kuznacht, I've decided to use this opportunity to play her music. I'm going to play uh, different songs. I mean, recently I played two of her songs when I was organizing my vinyl collection and I came across them. So I'm going to play maybe some, I would say, obvious choices, but also some not so obvious choices. And there are several songs that I have great memories of my life from back in the 90s uh, that I really just decided to play. And, and I actually would ask you to also not just listen to the music, but go check out the videos. The songs I'm talking about, there's a foreign affair and I don't want to lose you. So, and as well as look me in the heart, I believe. I love these videos. So anyways, where you can also check the videos, especially the video uh, for the song, I don't want to lose you, always really makes me smile when I watch it. It's a a really cute video. Um, With this, I'm going to finish tonight's show. Uh, This was the review of Zurich Film Festival 2021. You were listening to Give Me a Beat on a Radio Laura. My name is DJ Baby Monster, and I'm wishing you good night and until the next time.
touch of your hand makes my pulse react That it's only the thrill of boy-meeting girl while the zips attract It's physical Try to ignore that it means more than that. Oh, what's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love but a second-hand emotion? What's love got to do? Got to do with it. Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? It may seem to you that I'm acting confused. To me, if I tend to look dazed, I read it someplace. I've got cause to be. There's a name for it. There's a phrase that fits. But whatever the reason, you do it for me.
Give me a beat. 